Hello. All right. Um, check it out. I'm going to start this episode differently than I have in the past. And I'm going to try something out and see how it goes. The only way I'll know how it goes is if you let me know how it goes. Um, so please do. I'm going to, that's, that's an ask um, I have of you today. So I'm going to start this episode with a question. And it's a question for you. It's for you to answer. It is not rhetorical. I would like you to say it out loud or the answer out loud to yourself. Um, and <clears throat> I genuinely mean it. That's not, I'm not like, I, I mean my words. And I genuinely mean this question. And the question is, how are you feeling? How are you feeling right now? And just give yourself, I'll give you 10 seconds. How about that? And we're back. Full 10 seconds. I hope that did not seem like a long time. And one of the amazing things about our frequency and modes and types of communications is like a 10 second pause of nothing and silence for some people is an eternity and is rare. And I don't mean that in a judgmental or a critical way at all. I, I really don't. I just know the pace people live. I was driving back from the airport um, yesterday, dropping Kay off. Lovely Newark Airport, hop on 78, oh, at around, I don't know, 8.30 a.m. So not like there was anybody out there or anything. Anyway, uh, I'm on Route 78, westbound. And there's people hopping over the curb to go from like local to express or vice versa. Like you're pulling into a driveway. And and just like, oh, you know, like you got to get over the like little sidewalk curb. It was amazing. It was insane. I, and and it was and it was done like it wasn't just one person who was probably going to the hospital like you know what hey check got it you're you're going to the hospital hop over that curb all of you guys weren't going to the hospital and it was just like normal now thankfully i don't really do the morning commute rush hour thing um i do a fair share of driving and by far driving in this area where I'm at, you know, that's up there. That's like in the top three of just stressors. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking there, this is like normal behavior. Anyway, crazy. Don't do that unless you're going to the hospital. But anyway, the pace at which we're living and 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 the tempo and the inputs you know it's not a stretch to think that maybe not 10 seconds but like 5 minutes of complete and utter silence for some folks is absolutely nerve-wracking and the the thought of uh, voluntarily subjecting oneself to five minutes of complete and utter silence where it's you and you and no, not driving. I get it. Most people listen to podcasts driving, 
but where you are just with yourself. That's what I want you to ask yourself. How am I feeling? And see what comes up. Mean it. Mean the question and mean the answer. So you got a little extra credit, a little homework assignment. For one week, find a time, five minutes, complete and under silence, by yourself, and start off that segment of time, which, yes, you have, by asking yourself, how am I feeling? And, and, and see what you come up with. And leave it at that. We are not going to talk about the pace of society today, or I'm not going to talk about that. Um, that's for another episode or another series of episodes. Uh, but what I will talk about is a little story that happened a couple days ago. And where the pace of society thing kind of ties into this is uh, with Kay and I, past, oof, I don't know, month, it's, our pace is aggressive at times. We have different types of intensities as we go through life. Sometimes we're in silos where I'm doing my stuff, she's doing her stuff, and, and, and it's good stuff, and we're, you know, blessed and fortunate to be able to do some of the things we're doing. Um, but nonetheless, like that can still create a silo and you know, the shitty thing about silos is like, you don't get to see what the other person's doing and you're in your own little world. And, um, one of the things that we're, we're good at, she's better than I, but we don't neglect our health. Um, one of the things we do neglect, though, is our lawn. <laughs> Specifically, our like patio, our front patio. Now, we don't have a lot of land, thank God, uh, in this area, in here, uh, because whew, I would not want to see what that would turn into. But we've got a little, little, you know, little corner kind of house lot or whatever, and uh, the lawn is fairly easy to cut. But damn, those that patio. There's some nasty weeds growing. And, you know, it just is a function of neglect and just not paying attention. So anyway, our pace, our tempo, our intensity has been pretty high. And we've been um, kind of more like a silo, more like an individual silo than we than we both want. And the other day we were having, uh, we were having family up for Marcus's graduation, eighth grade graduation, have a little shindig. And we were like, look, it would really be good to to like weed the patio. Now, it's not a huge thing, but here's what we have to do. We have to stop doing all of the priority level A, the most important stuff. We have to voluntarily stop doing that and do something that we don't really have an interest in. We like the end result. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like a clean, like, you know, looking um, uh, piece of property? But we don't really want to put the work in. And sure, there's alternatives. But you're, you're telling me you're above picking grass? Like, that's not, that's not cool. And that's not where we're at either. And a lot of times it's like, well, you know, 
we're just so busy, we're doing a bunch of things, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, blah, 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 blah. The reality of it is we just we just neglect to do what needs to be done to maintain basic upkeep. Not all that proud of it, but that's the reality. So anyway, it was going to be another busy day like they all are. And it's like, look, let's take 30 minutes, go out there, weed the thing, pull up some of the, the dead bushes or whatever, deadhead the roses, just make it look presentable. That family coming up and not just for family, but like for our own sake too, like the, the environment you keep, the environment you stay in, it, it has an impact on you. And it was good. We went out there, it was a beautiful day, got some vitamin D. And, you know, just, uh, just, just picked weeds, man. Just, you know, got all that stuff up and just did some cleaning and it felt good to do that. And of course it felt good to do that because cleaning stuff up and, and, and performing maintenance, knowing it will help with the end result that you like is cathartic and you feel good about it. And we were out there, um, you know, picking the weeds and whatnot. And I was just thinking, like, holy shit, it is incredible what grows that does not require any effort. Now, if I seeded our patio with this strain of weed and and whatever, like, all the crap that grows in the places that, like, of course, it's impossible to pick and you got to, like, you know, use the bitty parts of your finger to jam it. Then I'd be like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, like I did that. Mm. But I didn't do that. I just didn't do, I didn't do a damn thing. And it's amazing how easily the nasty shit just gets out of hand. And how little, and by little I mean nothing, you have to do. I get, and like that's the thing, like if you don't want, if you want if you want that crap to grow, the nastiness, the stuff that is more of an alien than a flower, just don't do anything. Turn a blind eye, neglect, ignore, just look the other way as you're walking up the driveway like a psycho, and that then that stuff will grow and it'll be it'll be plentiful. The crap that grows without maintenance and without effort is nasty yes I'm talking about weeds here I don't think it's I don't think it's too far of a stretch but my my goodness think about our minds think about our mindset think about our psyche our our self-talk whatever you want to call it within ourselves the stuff that grows without really any effort unfortunately, is usually pretty gross, pretty nasty. And sure, there's some folks who are, you know, not, I guess, I don't know if it's, is it naturally more like lighthearted and happy-go-lucky? I, I honestly don't know at this point. Um, I really don't know. You know, it's like those people that are just like full of energy. Was it, did, are they trying? Do they get there by just because that's how they've always been? Is it a product of like nurture and nature? What is it? I, no idea. No idea. If you're like me, there's some days that are like, all right, right, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. And then, you know, when you don't do anything, 
where you don't pay attention to what's happening between your ears, yeah, some 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 crap can grow. And the nasty stuff really doesn't require much effort. And then you add on top of it, like 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 feeding it, actually feeding the crap that grows. And for whatever reason, we're we're really good at that. We're so good at feeding the shit that is that is not purposeful, but aren't really all that good at the maintenance or feeding the stuff that we want to grow. You know, and and that that ease of growth of the crap is, I, I like it was just in my face literally by the other life form types of plants grown. But anyway, on the other hand, you know the beautiful flowers and and plants and and uh, and and in real gardens. Yeah, man, those require like those to gro- those require a high degree of precision. You can't just dig up some dirt, chuck some seeds in there, you know, snap your fingers, blink your eyes, and shake your head and expect the thing to, to, to grow. Like, that's just, ah, that's just not how it works. Those, those require precision, intention, attention. You know, there's patience in there, a ton of patience, and a healthy amount of unknown. Time and unknown. You know, and the ratio is not all that good. You get 10 seeds. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a gardener. I don't have a green thumb or anything. But like, I don't know. If I plant 10 and like five grow, I that might be pretty good. I don't think the expectation is for all 10 to blossom and bloom and to be like these epic, you know, beautiful flowers. Like I, that's nature's, nature doesn't work like that. Yeah, there's going to be some loss. Some that don't grow, some that that blossom and are beautiful, some that surprise you. But you got to put the work into that. I know I don't. I don't think you need to be a botanist or anything like that. And of course, you know, there's. I'm sure there's someone out there shaking their head and like, like shaking their fist at the thing because I'm I'm way off base on here, but. You need to work at least. You need to you, you need to care for it. You need to make sure it gets nutrients and you look at it, you pay attention, the awareness element. And you can put all that good work into it and it might not yield either the crop or the flowers or or whatever that you'd hoped. You know, there's predators out there and weather inclement weather and dogs and kids and you know all that kind of thing that can that can trample whatever it is you're you're trying to grow and yeah you can protect it like we've got some arborvitas and like they look weird they look like a poorly photoshopped instagram model where up on top they're like a little bit fuller on top and then about uh about about like a third of the way down and the lower half is like just weirdly thinner (laughs) Um, it's like, yeah, the deers are eating it. Okay. But the presence of the things that could, you know, damage it or harm it, that shouldn't be the deciding factor of whether or not you choose to plant something. But 
I think often, and myself included, I'll not do something because of the presence of a contingency or something that could possibly happen that I don't have any control over. And then I rob something that could potentially be beautiful by ever, I I don't even give the chance because the fucking deers might eat it. Are you kidding me? That's not, then everything should just be plastic and test tube. You know, I think the beauty of, of the beauty of the flower or the fruit and is, is its mortality. If, you know, if it was, if it, I mean, there's plastic, there's plastic plants. I don't know anyone that's ever been like, wow, that plastic plant is just, it's just a thing of beauty. You know, next time you walk into your dentist's office and they've got that ridiculous tree in the corner by the coat rack, look at it and tell me if you're wowed. And that thing is going to be there forever. The only maintenance you have to do is dust it. <laughs> you know, but the the mortality and the impermanence of 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 nat- of in this sense nature and, and the flower and stuff like that's that's beautiful and you can appreciate that because you know it's not going to be around forever and you know that it blossomed and it grew in spite of the predators, in spite of the, you know, unideal soil conditions or maybe a little bit of neglect, like it, there, there's a resiliency there. You know, it's meant to be seen. It's meant to be attractive to, you know, pollinate and all that stuff. I mean, how sad would it be if we never planted anything that was beautiful in the form of flowers and, and that kind of a thing? Uh, just because of the potential risks, you know. And then there's that element of like, okay, so it's impermanent; it's going to die at some point. And then we have this rose bush, and the it like when this thing is in full bloom, my goodness, it is amazing. And Sometimes we don't deadhead it. We don't trim the the dead uh, the deadheads. And amazingly enough, like that's then when the thorny stuff grows and turns all nasty. You know, you need to deadhead the roses in order to have new ones grow. You know, death kind of gives way to new life, and there's something very zen about it. Um, for whatever Zen means <laughs> to me, it's Zen. You know, you're sort of in in play in the circle of life, and you understand that what you're doing while you're trimming this deadheaded rose or whatever, it's to give way for for a new a new one to grow. And what's interesting is if you don't. <laughs> You know the 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 rose the bush is still gonna send nutrients that way, and this big old ball is gonna start growing behind it, or closer to the root or whatever. 
And it's basically trying to feed something that's dead. It's a waste, a waste of energy. Energy goes to this thing. You have to deadhead the rose. You have to clip the rose, cut it, remove it from the, from the bush to allow this flow of energy to then, to then blossom a new rose. We have to get rid of things in the way to give way for new things. And I guess that's what's pretty zen about it. That's what's pretty cool. And again, for me, like it was up close and personal with how often am I pouring energy into something that's dead? And when I should just be clipping it. And maybe it's not as dramatic as life and death, but when I really sit down and, and, and think about it, you know, that happens probably more often than I'd want to admit. Putting energy into something. And that something could be an old belief or an older version of, of me, of who I was. You know? So, it's an interesting thing. It was it was an interesting 30 minutes where this notion of letting nasty stuff grow without effort and pouring energy into things that are no longer providing life or are, you know, blossoming. And how those are parallels really for life. And here's what I want to say to tie those two together also. I'm a big advocate of awareness. And increasing awareness and improving awareness and self-awareness and awareness, awareness, awareness. I think it's the root of all possible, uh, possible, possible and positive change. But awareness alone is not enough. I should say, awareness alone does not create action. I walked by those roses. I walked by that patio hundreds of times. And it wasn't for lack of knowing that there was, you know, schmutz on the ground. And weeds growing and deadheaded roses and that whole bit. The awareness was there. Hey, I had the awareness. But there was no follow-through. There was zero follow-through. Now, why wasn't there follow-through? Well, went into that. Stories and busy and life and you name it. Bunch of excuses. Bunch of rationalizations. And hey, I wish it was like the only thing I rationalized and excused and had awareness without follow-through was on, was on our small little garden. But that's obviously not true. So apply the information, use the awareness for some positive action, follow through, actionable awareness, not just awareness for the sake of awareness. Don't neglect your own maintenance. 
don't neglect self-care. Don't neglect asking yourself, how am I feeling? And giving yourself the grace and the respect of five minutes. People in your life are counting on you to set aside five minutes to check in with yourself. Ask yourself how you're doing. And then take action and have follow through so that the beautiful stuff that grows that's going to be impermanent can grow. That's all I got. If you want to talk more, please hit me up. Please reach out. If you found any of this interesting and you want to get not only the weekly podcast, oh, there's the dogs, not only weekly podcast, but uh, be part of a weekly newsletter I send out, you can go to my Instagram, btwn the ears. And here we go, getting interrupted again. This is great. Hold on a second. All right. Um, so two weeks in a row. I love it. Much better reaction this time. In fact, this time was probably my fault. Anyway, it's Tuesday night, not Wednesday morning. So it happens. Anyway, talking about the BTE Insider. It's my weekly newsletter. Um, it's a little bit slower of a conversation uh, for us to have. And I put in there. Uh, some things that inspired me, some thoughts, uh, told a little bit more of like an origin story kind of deal in the first four parts. Um, things I find interesting, things I want to share, announcements with Between the Ears, specifically the practice coming on up. Um, I'm really excited to launch it. It's not going to happen this summer, uh, or we're not going to begin this summer, so you have some time. We're going to give you the summer off, and then... Um, you know, come end of summer, we're going to get ready to work. So I say all that to say, if you do want to get the weekly newsletter, uh, you can go to my Instagram, btwn, the ears, or Bill Anthes. Click the link in my bio, the link tree, and then sign up for it. Scroll down. You can read, I put up the first few, uh, the origin story um, posts or uh, whatever, editions. So uh, I would like to, I would, I would love for you to sign up and and we'll be able to continue to chat. I send it out on Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Um, so just as a heads up, that's what it hits. If it hit, if you are on the list and you didn't get it, check your spam. That could be a, you know, obviously a thing with, with those kind of mass email type of, uh, type of program. So that's all I got. I, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen next week. I'm, I'm going to be traveling. So I'll try to get this thing up uh, as per normal, but I'm actually going to be away, I believe, for two two, um, two weeks or the way the dates fall. So I'll do my best to provide you guys with something, but I appreciate you listening to me talking about plants and stuff and hope you have a great week. Okay, bye.